Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast with Bryce Johnson. It's a show that unpacks sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. Enjoy inspiring conversations and thought-provoking interviews. You'll hear stories from people that will inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Now, from the Unpacking It studios in Charlotte, North Carolina, uniting sports fans everywhere, here is Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast, where we unpack sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. I'm Bryce Johnson. Hope you're doing well today. Check out our website, unpackingit.com. While you're there, you can sign up for one of our fantasy football leagues this fall. You can subscribe to our weekday email devotional. You can check out videos and plenty of other content for sports fans following Jesus. So check it out, unpackingit.com. You can also sign up for some upcoming uh, events taking place. And if you want to join us uh, for our weekly Unpacked Lunch, which is a conversation about sports faith and life with other sports fans from around the country, uh, we gather on Google Meet. Uh, You can email me, Bryce at unpackingit.com. So a lot going on here at Unpacking It, but today on the show, we have got a a wonderful guest. And before we get to him, let me ask you this. Do you need your own health insurance? Well, go to healthmarketgenius.com. Know your options. It's healthmarketgenius.com. Support them as they support us. Our guest today is Stan Cotton. He is the voice of the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. He has been their play-by-play guy for 24 years, and and hopefully it'll be a 25th year. Uh, But he's actually been in uh, play-by-play for over 40 years. And, And so he spent time at Carson Newman. Uh, and, and while he was there, they won five national titles. Uh, and, and then he went over to Marshall in 1992. And they went on a run to the 1AA National Championship. And so he was a part of that. And, and then he moved to Wake Forest. And, and while he's been there, he, he's been a, a four-time NSSA North Carolina Sportscaster of the Year honoree. And, and continues to do great work on the Wake Forest broadcasts and uh, just a, a great guy. I had the opportunity to meet him uh, before, and, and this is the first time we've had him on the show, though. So thankful that, that it worked out, and, and we're, we're both hoping for a, a college football season in the ACC, and, and we recorded this kind of right after we found out the Big Ten was, was canceling their season. So uh, we'll jump right in and enjoy our conversation with Stan Cotton. And then be sure to stick around. Following the conversation, I'll unpack some of the key takeaways. So here we go. Here is Stan Cotton. Intriguing guests and inspiring conversations. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. Stan, thanks so much for joining us. How are you? 
Bryce, I am great. Thank you for having me on. Uh, it's been a while since I've laid eyes on you, but uh, you're still doing your thing. That's great. And and uh, I'm, I'm honored that you would invite me to be on. So I'm glad to, uh, to spend some time with you today. Absolutely. Well, we're excited to have you. And, and of course, there's a little bit of a, a dark cloud over uh, really all of life at the moment, but but especially the the, the sports world, and and so we'll, we'll we'll talk about that in the mo- in a moment. But 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 first up, just how has the the pandemic and, and the virus and all that's been going on? How has it affected you personally, family wise, and and maybe even spiritually? Well, I mean, it. it uh, let's tackle the spiritual part first. I think it's been a great opportunity for. Uh, for people in, in situations that they aren't normally in to, you know, put their trust where it really needs to be, you know, and that's, uh, that's in a heavenly father who was not surprised by any of this. Right. I mean, we, we fret and gripe and moan and groan and really all we have to do is just open ourselves up, uh, to his sovereignty and, and we'll be fine. Now that, that that's an easier thing. Sometimes uh, easier maybe said than, than done when people are losing jobs and getting sick and all those types of things. But, but again, I think it, it it certainly is worth saying again that you know I I do believe God is sovereign and I do believe that you know He is in control and and even though sometimes this world looks out of control, it's certainly not from His perspective. And uh, you know this this has affected my family a whole lot. I mean I, mm. I've been in in broadcasting for four decades, forty years, and not one day have I been out of a job until this summer when I was put on furlough. Wow. Uh, yeah, and that was just a, uh, you know, it's and, and as men, I think, Bryce, sometimes, you know, we we by mistake, I think, but but well, maybe not by mistake, but we took we put too much stock in jobs. In other words, you know, it's kind of you know who we are, mm. and and here you are, and you, you've done your thing for forty years, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're not drawing a paycheck, and, and you're on unemployment, mm. and, and that goes against everything in in my body. Mm. Uh, now. Thankfully, that that furlough season has passed. I'm now back on you know full time and benefits and all that, and thank God for that. But but it you know that that's a that was a, a big pill to swallow when that happened to me back in the late spring. I certainly understood it, um, and it was uh, something that Learfield IMG College you know had to do. There were lots of folks across the board and and all kinds of categories and and roles with the company, things like that that were put on furlough or reduced wages, things like that. But, uh, but, uh, that being said, my family, uh, thankfully has been spared with regard to, to the virus. I think I've had one family, family member who was fairly asymptomatic with a positive case, uh, over in Tennessee. But, but outside of that, uh, we're all good and healthy and safe. And, uh, so a, a big thank you there. But, uh, it, it's amazing though, to, to watch how it's affected not only our, our nation, but our world. And uh, the, the, these are uncharted waters now uh, mm-hmm. in, in so many ways. And sadly, it's become politicized and all that. But, uh, you know, that that's the that's what we are having to deal with these days. And uh, who knows what's going to happen the rest of the fall. It seems to change every day with regard to sports and broadcasting, all those types of things changes daily. Uh, big news today, right before we uh, got together with, with the Big Ten. So I'm not sure what other dominoes will fall. I'm not sure if the ACC is going to be playing football here in a few weeks. I certainly hope so. But uh, man, who knows? Who 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 knows? But uh, 
but God himself. And that, that's, I think, a true statement. Amen. And that, that's who we trust. And, and yeah, appreciate your, your thoughts and perspective. And, and appreciate, appreciate you sharing just about you know, th- that experience that we as men uh, go through if we don't get that paycheck or, or even the value that we place on that. And, and I'd love to talk a little bit further about that because I think so many guys relate to that, knowing that you know, many guys during this time have had to take pay cuts or, or the furlough or, or have lost their, their job completely. And, and I guess I'm, I'm curious for someone like you who did have, you know, the, the consistency for so long and, and you knew when, hey, the football season shows up, I'm, I'm the, the voice of the team and basketball season, you know, move from, from one kind of season year to the next type of thing. How has that altered your uh, appreciation, your, your perspective uh, now that you're, you're back? pending whether or not the, the season plays and all that kind of thing, but just being back in, you know, on campus and that sort of thing. You know, back to, uh, I'd like to touch a little bit more on our identities as, as men, you know, back, and I learned this lesson way back when I was playing football in, in high school and, and had this desire to play at the collegiate level, was being recruited pretty heavily by most of the schools in the Southeastern Conference, was a quarterback on a really good team, and, and it looked like I was going to have that opportunity, but then to make a very long story short, won't bore you with all the details, but uh, that didn't happen because of a, a, a terrible knee injury uh, that I, I got fixed, worked on, and got re-injured again a year later, and so all of a sudden uh, my college football dreams and dreams of maybe even playing professionally uh, a lot of young men in their teens dream of playing in the NFL, and that was certainly uh, one of mine. But all of a sudden, my identity as a football player was was stripped away. And it was my father and my high school football coach, the late Ken Sparks, who went on to Carson Newman College and had such a brilliant college career and won five national titles at Carson Newman. You know, those two men said, look, you know, your, your identity is not as a football player. You're a child of God first. And that's who you are. And, and God's in control. And so I learned that as a 17-year-old. And I was able to turn the corner quickly and, and find a, another dream. And it, mm. it turned into a, a broadcast career that, that, that still is ongoing. And so uh, those two men, my dad and Coach Sparks, had it right, you know, and and instead of trusting in, in some things that, that we really ultimately can't control, you know, it just really poured my, my trust in, into, into God. And so, you know, as we get thrown these curveballs uh, in life, you know, we, we, it's hard sometimes to the, the daily grind of it, but it can be done. Mm. You know, uh, we can get a different job if, if one goes away or we can, find other talents that we may have not discovered uh, uh, until some maybe are, are taken away. So again, that's a lesson that I learned very, very early. And, and it's been one that I've been able to, to, to share with young men and older men. And um, and I just think it's a gift to me that, that keeps giving, quite honestly, that uh, you know we, we can do these things. And that's kind of been really one of the reasons why my kind of life verses, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things. But it's through Christ who strengthens me, not on you know, not in my own strength, mm. because I fail so much, I make so many mistakes, mm. because I'm I'm a I'm a sinful, prideful human being, mm. but a, a God who loves me forgives me and and you know has my best interests at heart, uh, and, and I believe that 
certainly right now going going through this uncertain time. I don't know if we're going to play uh, fall football. I don't know if we're going to play basketball this year. And, and my job's to announce games. So what am I going to do if we don't have any games? Yeah, certainly not going to draw a paycheck. Yeah. So there's a lot of uncertainty there. And so I, I just again have to put all my eggs in 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 one basket, and that's not in college athletics. It's not my job. It's not any of that. You know, it's, it's, it's a faith and a belief, uh, in a God who's in control. And, and, uh, that's, that's, that's where I'm going to wrap. That's what I'm going to wrap my arms around and not anything else. Amen. Amen. I'm, I'm right there with you. And, and it's, it's challenging when, when all the weight that we, we feel all around us, but, but to stay, uh, rooted in him and his word, it does, it allows us to get through, get through anything and, and, and have that strength. And, and, and I'm curious because I was going to ask you about this anyway, but, but since you brought it up, how you got into broadcasting and, and you make that pivot uh, away from playing into broadcasting. But, but how did that actually happen? How did you know that that could be an option? What were some of the, 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 the steps that, that you took with that? Yeah, well, even before broadcasting became a thing for me, I, I enjoyed watching football games and basketball games and and professional golf and and all kinds of things on on television listen to a lot of radio i remember i would fall asleep at night a lot uh, listening to those little tiny old transistor radios i'd I'd listen to wsb out of atlanta listen to the atlanta braves i was a huge hank aaron fan and Mm. grew up in knoxville tennessee and and used to listen to tennessee basketball and tennessee football so i enjoyed all of that and i really really did and once I couldn't play anymore, uh, our high school football games were uh, on the radio. And as a matter of fact, uh, the guy who was broadcasting the games is now the play-by-play announcer for the Tennessee Vols. It was one of those things where, look, you can't play anymore, but but you know your teammates better than anyone. And here's a here's a little tape recorder. Would you be interested in doing some pregame interviews for us, things like that, have some fun with it? And, and I did that, and they aired those. And, and again, to, to make a much longer story, much, much shorter, I uh, got a part-time job with a radio station. They offered me uh, a job, and, and, and I took that and really had you know, passed the, the, the football kind of goal. It was you know, that my, my fallback was, was being a doctor. I, both my oh. college roommates are now, phys- are, are now physicians. Wow. Uh, um, and so I, I, and I'm still interested in medicine. I hang around the trainers at Wake Forest and, and they, 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 they laugh at me and say, well, you know, you're practically a doctor, right? <laughs> so, so, uh, and, and I'm still interested in, in medicine and all those types of things and, and w- was working at the radio station. And then, you know, I've mentioned a couple of times to late Ken Sparks, my high school football coach who went on to Carson Newman. He said, look, uh, you're, you're now a, a broadcaster working at WIVK radio in Knoxville. How would you like to broadcast, uh, our games at Carson Newman on the radio? I said, sure, why not? Sounds like a lot of fun, and it was a lot of fun. And, and I really, after my first game price, I got hooked. I mean, this was a way for me to stay plugged in to sports yeah. rather than give them up completely. And so I started as a 19-year-old calling college games at Carson Newman College while I was a student at Tennessee, and I've, I've never quit. I, I called games at Carson Newman for 12 years, went on to Marshall University after that for four Mm. Uh, and then have now been at, at Wake Forest for 24 years, year 25 coming up this fall, hopefully, if there is a year 25. So um, God has been great to me, and uh, uh, I really have been blessed. I've worked with so many wonderful people, and 
for great coaches and just been blessed. I just can't say enough uh, with how you know I was able to. You use the word pivot. That's a good word, but but make that change uh, as a youngster, as a teenager, and still enjoy the the career that I've got. Forty years later, it's been been unreal oh, and to find that sweet spot that, that god designed you to to do this and to have the the longevity and the passion uh it's it's special it's special to, to have and, and and i'm curious too uh you know i i did play by play when i was at app state in in college and so i've experienced the the feeling that you get calling a game but but what is it for you that you love so much? Like, of course, it's, it's being there, being a part of the game, but what specifically for you do you just, when you put that headset on, it, it really clicks for you? You know what it is, Bryce, for me? It is, what am I going to see this time? Yeah, yeah. You know, what, what because that, that's what, you know, sports is so unpredictable. Uh, all the games are different. What, what crazy something am I going to see? What kind of nutty comeback are we going to see? What kind of incredible performance by a player are we going you know so i'm trying to prepare for all that before it happens so when those moments happen they're they're not too big to handle and so it's the newness it's the freshness it's still being plugged in during the game i mean i'm i'm a i feel like i'm a part of the game because what we are able to do on the radio is obviously connect people who can't be there in person to the game or to their favorite team. And, and that's a that's a big responsibility. I, mm. I take that very seriously because those people want so badly to be at the game. <laughs> and you're the link. You're, you're their eyes and ears. And they, they uh, trust you. They, uh, you know, hang on every word. And so you, you've got to do due diligence. You, you have to prepare b- before the game. And uh, I get I get butterflies during the game just like I did when I played. You know, it was <laughs> – uh, the, but before the balls kicked off at every Wake Forest game, man, I feel like I'm standing on the goal line getting ready to catch the thing and, and run downfield with it. So it's it's still just every game is new. Every broadcast is new, and that's what keeps me coming back. You know, it just – to me, it doesn't feel like work at all. Mm. Uh, and so many of my buddies are, are jealous because, you know, they've got their nine-to-fives or whatever, and they talk about work, this and that, and I just doesn't feel like work. It just feels like – fun which it is and uh, i'm 59 years old and I, I can't imagine not doing this for a long long time still to come ah i love it i lo- love to hear that and, and of course we hope that this fall will it'll be taking place and and you as much as anybody want wants to see the the action and so how have you kind of processed uh, the discussions that are out there and and knowing that you know decisions have to be made about the uh, legitimacy or, or you know, how this all happens for teams to take the field. And, and so you being at, at Wake Forest in the ACC, we, we haven't heard a, a final decision yet, unlike the, the Big Ten. So, so what, what do you make of it all? And just from your personal perspective, how have you navigated it? Yeah, it's, it's been a, a little difficult. I say a little because, you know, what we've tried to do is just, prepare like we always do and that was a little tough for me for for, you know the last three months being on furlough but and you know this so many things have changed with regard to I mean like Steve Forbes has been the basketball coach at Wake Forest now the new coach for months I've never met him oh wow I've been on campus one time since the middle of March oh okay Um, wow 
yeah, it, it's just crazy. Now, I've been on two or three Zoom calls with him. Uh, I've had some phone conversations with uh, head football coach Dave Clawson, but I haven't laid eyes on him. Um, and the same with my colleagues at, at Learfield IMG College. We, we see each other a couple times a week uh, on Zoom calls, but, you know, there's there's no personal interaction, you know, face-to-face. And that, that really is, is, a, is an odd thing. But we, we've we've pressed on full speed ahead, just like we're going to have a season. I mean, you you, you can't just sit back and say, well, don't think we're going to play, so I'm just going to not get ready and and then hope I'm right. So we're we're planning full tilt, ten, eleven games, whatever it is, we're, we're planning for it and planning to start here uh, in a few weeks. We've all we've also got coaches shows to to plan and get ready to go we've got you know radio stations across the state we have to deal with that are getting ready to take all of our broadcasts over satellite and all these types of things that that we have to do and you know here in a few days or heck it it could be uh, tonight we we might get the rug pulled out from under us but what we have to do is prepare like we're going to play Mm. uh and then backpedal from that that's the only way that 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 i see and that, that we see how to do it and and if we do play, there's no guarantee that, you know, we'll travel to all the road games. We have, we might have to call some of those games from a television monitor, which I would never in my wildest dreams oh, would have yeah. ever thought we would have to do that. And yet Major League Baseball is doing that. And uh, I'm a huge golf fan. Golf is doing that. A lot of the announcers are not on site. So, um, you know, we're, we're having to adapt and adjust. And But we've got you know, great professional people that we work with and, and we'll be able to do that. But, um, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a curveball we didn't see coming and, and, you know, just regular curveballs are, are hard to hit, but if you don't know they're coming, they're almost impossible to hit, but we'll get the bat on the ball uh, one way or the other. Uh, but hopefully we'll play. I, you know, it's, you know, a, a few weeks ago, I was kind of not based on any information, just, just a gut kind of feeling 50, 50, we play and, uh, after the Big Ten today, I, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know where I sit on that. Really, it's just yeah. all we can do now is just wait on, on the presidents of of our member institutions, uh, and I think they'll they'll vote what they think is best, and and they're the leaders, right? I mean, that's why they're the president. So whatever they say, we'll have to adapt to and go from there. It, it's it's all fascinating, and just from the outside looking in, you, you just from presidents to coaches to players to ADs to separate conferences, it's just it's just been so wild to to see uh, leadership and maybe lack of leadership at times, and uh, it's 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 hard to wrap your mind around. And so uh, knowing for you that that the decision. You know, impacts you personally. Uh, this this has got to be, uh, yeah, a, a big deal for you. So, uh, appreciate your your perspective on it. And uh, as a fan, looking forward to to watching and listening th- this fall. I, I'm I'm waiting as well. So, hope hoping for for good news for sure. Well, Stan, as as we uh, maybe transition and and talk, you know, even, even more about your. Uh, kind of journey and we've heard a little bit about from the the broadcasting standpoint and 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 heard you you know talk about your your faith I I always enjoy looking back at someone's life and faith journey and hearing about the the seasons of life or or maybe the the specific experiences that have really grown your faith the most and so what what can you share with us today as far as some of those impactful moments 
uh, that you've been through in, in your own life? Well, uh, my situation uh, of being an athlete and when you're a youngster and you, you pour you know, your heart and soul into that, both my parents were, were good athletes. My father was, was a very good athlete, very good baseball player, played in college and wasn't really anything I did. I just, you know, have good blood in my, in my system running through my veins because of my mother and father. And so I was an athlete, you know, and, <laughs> and things like that just, just came naturally to me. And so as I began to develop and grow and start to really think that, you know what, this, this, this might be what I'm supposed to be, uh, the rest of my life. And then you, you know, you, you, you kind of work your way toward those goals and then, then kind of have that pulled out from under you, you either, you either sink or swim. And, uh, I give so much credit to my faith for that. I mean, I, I, I was a teenager when all that happened and, and thankfully I had the godly counsel, as I've said already, of my father and, and, and my high school football coach. But there was a, a spiritual foundation before that. I mean, you know, if they had told me, you know, you need to turn this over to the Lord and, and, and figure this out, you know, if I didn't have that spiritual foundation already, I, I would have, what? what are you talking about? You know, so, I mean, I, early on, and, and, and thankfully, I grew up in a Christian home, and uh, both, my, both sets of grandparents were very impactful on me, mm. especially my mother's parents. With regard to my spiritual journey, uh, they were uh, folks who loved the Lord. And, and you know, so I, I remember as a youngster in high school, and a lot of this goes back to Ken Sparks, who, the, my football coach, who was at the time when I was a young man was more like a second father to me. I, I, I don't know why he and I connected, uh, but we did. Very outspoken believer uh, when we were in high school. He was heavily involved in Fellowship of Christian Athletes, Young Life, all those things. Mm. And those of us, on the team who, you know, were, were, were Christians and, and not afraid to say so. I mean, he, he grabbed us up and, and took us with him all the time on speaking engagements and all these types of things. But for whatever reason, Ken Sparks and I really latched on to one another and he died a few years back and I was with him a few days before he died. And I, I, I worked with him for, for 12 years, as I mentioned at Carson Newman calling ball games. And, but even after I moved on, uh, to Marshall and to Wake Forest. We got together a couple of times a year and uh, we, we spoke often. He always challenged me in my faith walk and, and all those types of things. So I just, uh, so much uh, of, of who I am, what character I might have, uh, I, I owe to my parents and my family and certainly to Ken Sparks. But, but that mm. whole change from, from athlete to broadcaster was, you know, it, that, that really, Bryce for me was just the cornerstone of my life in, yeah. in so many ways because it taught me that that very important lesson of identity as a believer and where do you put your faith you know the the things of the world are going to let you down mm. your family's going to ultimately they're, they're going to let you down and it's not because they want to it's because they're just like you I mean mm. they're 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 infallible I mean, they're fallible human beings, and they're going to make mistakes. Situations are going to let you down. Jobs are going to let you down. Relationships are going to crumble. The world is lost and spinning. You know, it's just, mm. it's just crazy. And, and too many people, I think, sadly, have to learn that lesson too, too late in life. You know, they, they go through life not knowing that. And I'm just so thankful I learned that as a young person. And honestly, I learned it before. Uh, I tore my knee up playing football. I mean, I, I you know, as as a six year old, 
God struck a chord in my heart that, you know what, on your own, you're not going to make it. You're not going to make it. You're, you're, you know, there are things a whole lot bigger than you. And, and he grabbed a hold of my heart as, as a young boy. And again, through, through the leadership of my parents and and other family members, I'm so thankful for that Hmm. because it, you know, it doesn't keep you away from, from just the, the, the everyday hurts of life, but it certainly prepares you to, to weather the storm, mm. you know? So, you know, and then when you, you, you find your soulmate, the person you're going to share your life with and, and get married as I did as a junior in college. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. I mean, I had, I was, I was now you talk about crazy. I was in school full time, working full time and got married. Oh, that's <laughs> so, wild. Yeah, so you know, uh, we had. It's a good thing we we actually were in love, right? So, <laughs> and we've been given two wonderful daughters that that we've raised, raised, and uh, are just wonderful human beings in their own right. And and we we're so blessed to have them. And one is now married and oh. uh, trying to start a family. So it's we've just been blessed in that regard. And you know, those things change your perspective. You no, know, you you really start to to really understand how your parents feel about you and then ultimately how your heavenly father feels about you. I remember when my, my oldest daughter was born Hmm. as soon as she, and I was in the delivery room with her and as soon as she was delivered and I went out and and held her for the first time Hmm. and then gave her, handed her to my wife. I went outside of the delivery room where my parents were. And for the first time in my life, I, I really truly understood how my father felt about me. Mm. And we had never been, we'd always been close, but never physically demonstrative. We never hugged much, things like that. But, um, I just fell on his neck wow. and, and hugged him, you know, and, and said, now, man, I get it. Yeah. And, you know, it was a very emotional moment. And, and two, you just really realize, wow, imagine how much God loves us to mm. do what he did for us. Right. And so when, when you, you have your, your first child, I mean, that's a, it's a, a, a wonderful illustration. And you really, I think it starts to click mm. uh, in your soul, uh, some things that, that really need to click. And so, you know, life, as I've talked about, throws you those curveballs, and, and, you know, thankfully my, my faith has been there to, to help me, Try to put the bat on the ball. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I love all of that, and that's uh, yeah, inspiring, encouraging, and and actually, yesterday uh, I celebrated my daughter's first birthday. So she mm. she's my uh, yeah first first baby, and uh, you know, experiencing all that uh, you're talking about, and and just all the different yeah faith parallels that I've seen just even through this first year of just you know, little moments of, of recognizing, wow, this is how God sees me because I've uh, you know, done something right, right now as I'm with her. So um, it's, it's, yeah. it's cool. It's a fun, uh, it's, it's just a, a growing process. And, and I'll ask you, though, just that now that I'm kind of reflecting on our, our first year with her, what, what is maybe a, a word of wisdom or, or advice uh, for someone like me with a, with a one-year-old? <laughs> well, patience certainly is is one of the key things that I would, I would ask you to have with, with children, you know, God is long suffering, right? That's right. Uh, and so we, we need to be the same with, with our, our children. And, you know, they our, our kids, especially when they're young, you know, they, they're, I think they're, 
some of the things that they believe about God, their heavenly father, they see in their earthly fathers. And mm. so how, how do we express our love to them? How do we uh, show patience with them as they learn life? You know, what kind of uh, picture can we give them with our wives about a, a loving relationship, one that serves God first uh, and, and, and the family second? What can they learn about love through the way uh, I interact with my wife and, and my, my other children, my one other daughter? Uh, and then also the people around us, you know, how do you, how do you handle work situations? How do you, you know, what, what kind of relationships do you have with your neighbor? You know, what do they, do they see you praying? Do they see you trying to grow mm. or, you know, so, um, and I'm telling you, you know, kids are, they're sharp now. I mean, they, they watch, you know, you know, they, they see every move you make. And so just, just be mindful of, of that and, uh, you know, be real, be who you are. You're not going to be perfect. Uh, and if you mess up, you talk about humbling to go to, to a one-year-old, a two-year-old, a three, whatever, and ask them to forgive you mm. because you're going to mess up as a dad. You really, really are. Oh yeah. Um, you're going to think maybe, you know, you, you know how to do everything, but you, but you don't, <laughs> no. um, you know, and then, and that, that too, I think would, would, you know, would be a great lesson for them uh, to, to to learn, you know, about forgiveness and, and uh, all those types of things. So, uh, you know, there's there's a lot we can do. And, you know, grab them early, man. You know, don't, yeah. <laughs> you know, they, that, you'll turn around and you'll be walking them down the aisle or, uh. or they'll be getting married. So, yeah, or going off to college. So get them early. Get them early. Gosh, yeah, I'm, I'm teaching her to walk right now and then to think, wow, hopefully one day to, to walk her down the aisle. It's a, it's a cool thing. So, I love love being a, a dad, especially of a daughter, and so I'm uh, I'm right there with you. And it's it's cool to hear on the other side of it, uh, to the stage that, that you're at with it. So um, I appreciate the the uh, the encouragement and the wisdom for sure. Well, well, Stan, man, we, we could talk all day, but uh, I appreciate you you taking the time to to be a part of unpacking it and and really uh, yeah, hope this this fall turns out as as well as it can and. Uh, hopefully uh, we'll, we'll hear you back on the on the mic this fall. But but thanks for sharing your heart and and passion with us today on unpacking it. Bryce, thank you very much. Uh, appreciate the work you're doing, and thank you for doing it. You've, you've got a special calling, and uh, uh, that that's that's great to see. Best of luck to you. Godspeed. Amen. Well, thank you. There's Stan Cotton, the voice of Wake Forest, with us here on unpacking it. Intriguing guests and inspiring conversations. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. And we're back in studio to unpack the conversation with Stan Cotton. And wow, that was that was excellent. I, I probably say it every week, but but man, it's just we, we get these guests that come on and just share so much wisdom and encouragement, and I know it's it's huge for me, and I hope it's uh, the same for you as well. And and I think that conversation about identity is huge because here's a guy that that can relate to you know what many people listening right now have gone through or are going through right now or will go through here soon. As uh, you know, we just don't know what's going to happen with the economy and all sorts of stuff going on in the world and 
politics and all that. I mean, it's just affecting so many areas of life. And so the worry that we, we, we wrestle with, the, you know, the fear of, uh, of losing our job or, or getting less pay and how do we afford things and how do we provide for our family. And for so many people, too, their, their job becomes their identity and who they are. Hey, I'm Bryce. I'm a I'm a radio host. Hey, I'm Bryce. I'm I'm a president of a ministry, and it, it's easy to lead with that to to make that uh, you know the forefront of of who we are. And then when that's taken away from us, what do we have? How do we respond? And and I think for you know Stan talking about his experience for football players this fall, where we already know the Big Ten's not playing, so those players are going to be wrestling with their own identity. And I wrote a devotional uh, a little bit about this, but but mainly talking about losing their purpose uh, because they have a, a regular purpose. We got to prepare for the game. We got a game this week. We got to get better. We got to get stronger. We got to practice. And that gives them the structure they need to keep going. And so for us, you know, if our identity is attached to our job and profession, and in some ways it's, you know, it's good. It gives us, it gives us a certain level of purpose, but it can't give us our ultimate purpose, our ultimate meaning. I love my job. I love what I do. It's a, it's a true honor, calling, privilege, all of those things, but it can't be my all in all. And it's, yeah, where I find all of my value. I, I have to recognize that I am a child of God, fully loved by him, and that I will continue to be obedient to him, whether it's this job or another job. And, and if he calls me elsewhere or calls me to do something differently, that, that I have to be okay with that and, and excited about that because God is the one leading and guiding. And so for you listening today, you know, maybe you find yourself in that situation, like Stan was saying, when he's talking about way back when he couldn't play football anymore and pivoted to broadcasting. Maybe this virus opens up a door to where you lose that one job, but another one opens up and it ends up being the dream job or the sweet spot that you were longing for anyway, that, that almost the virus forced you into taking a different job, but it ended up being the right thing, the right move, uh, where maybe you were dragging your feet for a while and, and now it's like, oh yeah, this is the opportunity or certain industries are thriving right now and new opportunities are opening up because of the situation and because people are working at home, they can live in different parts of the country. And so for people that have been waiting to live closer to family, now is the time to do it. You're not trapped by, oh, I got to go to the office. And, and so that opens up some new doors. And so, again, I, I've talked about it on this podcast, but, but the perspective that we look through, the lens that we look through in viewing all the uncertainties and frustrations with this pandemic, there are positives if, if we look for them. And we have to be open to God's leading and God's uh, refining us, changing us through the, the, this tough time as well. And, and going back to the identity uh, conversation, to really look inward to say, what do I identify as? Is it more important to me to identify as someone who has you know, a big job, lots of money, a big house, a nice car, those types of things that we easily get caught up in and you know the next vacation and my identity is as you know the the guy that that, that takes his family on this this great vacation or is it no my identity is as a follower of Jesus who loves his wife as Christ loved the church who 
points his his children toward Jesus, and that's what I value most. Oh yeah, and I have a job that that provides for my family, and I work hard, and I, I work to to glorify God and all that I do, and I work hard, and you know continue to you know want to improve at at work. But but if if it's if it if that is reversed, and the identity is, I am this job title, I am this amount of salary, that's my worth. If I make a lot of money, I am more valuable. If I make less money, I am less valuable. In, in, and sure, maybe, maybe that value is to a company, but that's not a value to life and to God. And, and so we have to constantly remind ourselves of that because it's easy. It's easy to get, to get caught up in it. And so I'm right there with you as as someone who who wrestles with going, you know, the the world, what what it kind of tells you how how your identity should be, and 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 wanting to take credit or or push ourselves up or puff ourselves up into, hey, this is who I am. And then when things are bad and, and the the rug is taken out from under us, it's like, oh no, I don't know how to function. I without my job title, it's brutal. And and I've I've shared this probably probably before, but years ago I I was without a job, without a, a girlfriend, or I hadn't met my wife yet, and was living at home. And it was like, what what's my identity? Who am I? What what you know? All of this is gone. There was a time I didn't even have a car. I, I had nothing. I was stripped you know from it all. I had a roof roof over my head and and loving family. But but I but I had to really dig deep, and God God had to do a lot of work in me, and 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 through that process. Uh, learned a lot about okay, who do I want to be? What direction do I want to go? And what is my identity? And, and even last fall, we we pivoted from doing a radio show. Unpacking it was a radio show on Sirius XM and Sports Byline USA, and and really felt that it was time to go all in on podcasts and and to go a different direction and. Uh, that was a little tricky for me because I was a radio guy and there's just something about identifying as a radio guy that's different than <laughs> identifying as a podcast guy because my background and, and my schooling and experience and like I said in the interview, I was a play-by-play guy on radio and all that kind of thing. So I had a lot of identity wrapped up in that and I had to let it go. I did. And there have been key moments in my life, I, I could go on and on, multiple stories where God has asked me to give something up or he's taken something to say, hey, I've got something better for you um, and to be okay with those situations that did challenge my identity. When when we first got married, I, I didn't have a paycheck coming in. Uh, and so I had to wrestle with that identity. Wait, here I am, a newly married man wanting to you know get off on the right foot and I don't, I'm not getting a paycheck. But I felt called to start unpacking it and and fought through the the tough times early on, and it's it's continues to be challenging. But uh, again, so Stan's words were just so great. So I, this is a long uh, unpacking of those those words and what Stan talked about. But I think it's so important and impactful. And I hope that you relate in some way, and I think we all do. Uh, and, and that we have to wrestle with it, and we have to get back to God's word and recognize how much He loves us, and that our value is in Him. Our identity is in who He says we are and the purpose and the will and the plans that he has for us versus our own or versus anybody else's plans or, or what the world's telling us uh, to get back to what, what he says. And so, uh, man, it's, it's, it's heavy and challenging, especially during this time for a lot of people. So we can be an encouragement to some people that are going through the job loss, the furloughs, the, the salary cuts, all that kind of thing. I know we've got listeners going through that right now for sure. 
Thank you for listening today. Thanks to Stan Cotton for being our guest. Uh, I hope you're hanging in there, and and let me know if you have specific prayer requests or you want to talk through any of, of the topics today, and you can shoot me an email, Bryce, at unpackingit.com. I uh, always encourage you to check out our devotional, unpackingit.com slash subscribe, and then also we've got fantasy leagues for you to join as well, unpackingit.com slash fantasy. I'm Bryce Johnson. I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected. And through faith, I have been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well. And I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Unpacking It podcast. For more information about the show, our events, and other resources, visit unpackingit.com. That's U-N-P-A-C-K-I-N-I-T.com. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and challenged by what you heard today. To support our show and Unpacking It Ministries with a financial gift, visit unpackingit.com slash donate. We look forward to unpacking sports, faith, and life with you again next week.